Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode 11 of the This Is Not Financial Advice podcast. Today, we're going to talk uh, the market kind of being on a tear here and uh, possibly another meme stock renaissance. But before that, let's get our intro music going here. (laughs) Buddha. Fat Mac, what's up, dog? How are you? I'm okay, man. Happy Friday. Happy Friday, dude. We made it. Cheers. I'm drinking a uh, I'm drinking a Moosehead Canadian Lager here today. I got a fridge full of them. They were uh, they were like uh, three dollars off a twelve pack at the uh, at the next exchange. So you know that money's going to flow to the to the most economical choice. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you got to maximize those bongo bucks the government's been handing out. You know what I mean? <laughs> it is turning into bongo bucks, isn't it? Uh, so, hey, let's do a quick uh, recap, right? Uh, both S&P 500 and the NASDAQ uh, ended an extremely strong week. Um, uh, let me check in on shit coins. Bitcoin is just north, was up about a percent and a half today, just north of 24,000. And... Um, yeah, it's the end of a pretty strong week, man. Um, you know, analysts are saying that we're uh, entering another bull market cycle. I'm not so sure, but uh, it's definitely been nice to sit here and, uh, you know, watch my account grow by doing nothing, you know. This is exactly what's going to happen. Just as the entire state of California has experienced, Nancy Pelosi will get into the mix as she has in California, she'll get into the mix, start dictating what the government can and can't do, and then she'll just poof, disappear. She's going to freaking Florida for her retirement, leaving this state in the dust. And now that she has flown internationally into contested airspace and waters and landed on the much-desired island of Taiwan, she's going to leave Taiwan, and it will absolutely destroy the gains of this week. I think that is going to be... The story of the fall, how Nancy Pelosi pulled us into a fucking skirmish with the Chinese. Like this little, this little relief, this little rattling the markets, everyone feeling good because CPI printed lower than it has for the last six months. I think that's about to go poof. I don't Not believe a this ton uptick. Lower. Not a ton lower either. It was only about half a percent below, uh, <laughs> below projections. Um, which, you know, were, it was still 8.6%. I think they projected it to be 9.1. So, um, you know, maybe evidence of, of inflation peaking, um, but we shall see. I know the uh, producer price index uh, was down again, which is good for us as consumers for the second straight month. But, uh, yeah, we shall see, man. I don't know if you saw the uh, – you know, I was reading a Reuters article, but the layout yeah. of the war, the war games uh, China uh, China put on Wall Pelosi was in Taiwan. It literally a little. This is a little bad podcasting here, but it literally surrounded the island of Taiwan. There was like, you know, four separate quadrants with four exercises happening all simultaneously around every little bit of Taiwan, and uh, you know. Sucks for the Taiwanese, man, because, uh, you know, they're they're uh, they're a uh, democracy and they want to stay that way. But uh, definitely isn't isn't looking good for them. With you the, know what uh, it really sucks for? 
sucks for all those Chinese sailors that just had to put up with four different exercises at one time where they showed up, they showed up, uh, off time out of place and feel like they didn't accomplish anything, but good for those guys for putting up with the grind. Yeah. And, uh, sorry to all the Taiwanese and Chinese fishermen we know are out there who are just, uh, you know, trying to, trying to catch a couple of fricking fish and, and, uh, all the big boats are scare, scaring them away, you know? Yeah. Rude. Just rude. Yeah. Very selfish. Um, but yeah, man, let's get into it. So, um, yeah, I think last time we talked about my trade tracker and I had an open position, uh, in the, uh, I had an open position in the, uh, in spy, um, which is the S&P 500 index fund. Uh, I had sold a shitload of uh, puts and yeah, I successfully reached my, um, I successfully reached my, um, oh no, 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 sorry. This was, this was a GDX J. So golf Delta X-ray Juliet GDX J, which was a, uh, which was a, uh, sorry, real quick. It was the, gold miners uh the market vectors gold miners etf um so i had sold a shitload of uh puts at the uh for 55 cents and at the uh $28 strike and i successfully exited that position at my 50% mark uh oh, nice a couple days later sorry uh about eight days later. So I sold those on the 28th of July and then, uh, bought back out of my position, bought to close on the eighth, uh, collected 30 cents there for each one. So a uh, pretty big win for me. Uh, and gold has continued to go up, which also drives that, uh, market vectors, uh, gold miners ETF up. And then very recently, just on just a couple days ago on the 8th, um, I sold a bunch of puts in TQQQ, which is the triple leveraged. Uh, no, you did? Yeah, TQQQ, which is the uh, ProShares triple leveraged uh, NASDAQ ETF, which, you know, re- which strives to 3x whatever the NASDAQ does. Um, so I sold a bunch of puts in there at uh, for 62 cents at the $25 strike. Um, that was on the eighth. Um, I meant to exit the position today cause it's up like 48 and a half percent. And, yeah. uh, um, I had a meeting pop up and then I forgot to do it. So fingers <laughs> crossed, uh, China doesn't invade Taiwan over the weekend or something crazy like that. Uh, and if all goes smoothly, I will be trying to, weasel my way out of there Monday morning. But, uh, yeah, nice little 50% profit there in, uh, about four days. Pretty cool. Trick. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. How about you, man? You got any, uh, trades we should track? No trades, but, uh, we are selling a property in Kansas city. It's listed live on the market, trying to cash in 10 million and change. So that's kind of going on in my life. And then uh, raising a butt ton of money for the seller property. We're trying to buy in Allen, Texas. I saw that, man. Um, what's the commercial real estate? Or not commercial, but uh, large multifamily property market uh, looking like these days, dude. 
it's still strong because it's strong in the sense that prices aren't really coming down. There's a lot of retrading this summer, and that effectively happened because the price you're willing to pay for commercial properties dictated realistically by your net income. And because the expense of debt went up this summer, the price at which it made sense to buy a property came down quite a bit for people, usually somewhere between 5 and 10%. So there was a lot of retrading, but there isn't really damage in the market. There's no like fire selling, fire sales going on. No one's being forced to sell. And so right now it's kind of a nice situation where we're in escrow on one property. So it's, it's basically ours to lose. Right. And the other properties that we're making offers on, there are many fewer people at the best and final table. Fewer people are coming to market. Fewer, fewer people are putting in the effort. There's just not as much as a, of a fervor. And um, it's pretty nice. It's not nearly as hectic as it was six months ago where brokers were like, yeah, in 48 hours, I'm going to choose my winner. Today, there's a lot more. There's kind of like a spread. The spread's getting wider. People are offering a larger range on these properties right now. But everyone's trying to, uh, of course, not pay uh, as premium of a purchase price as they were six months ago. Yeah, sure. Um, you know, similar to like options, right? Uh, as as there's, I'd imagine, as there's less buyers that, uh, you know, the, just like uh, selling, you know, trading options, the bid and ask spreads kind of uh, kind of start to uh, diverge a little bit. And um, it's a little tougher to get in and out. Dude, we, we had, you hit it on the head, man. Or you hit the nail on the head. We had a broker literally verbalized to us, Hey, I want you and I need you to analyze these deals. I'm sending you if it's anything you think you would buy. And I need your full underwriting because I need to understand how you're evaluating these things because the purchase price offers I'm getting right now are so spread out. They're so different from what he was seeing six months ago and they're all over the place. He doesn't know how to fairly value his properties. This is a major commercial broker who's been doing this for over a decade and i think he's one of the top three if not top five in the dallas area and he doesn't know exactly what to value his properties at because the offers are coming in so skewed and so all over the place that's pretty wild wow wow that's wild what else is going on in the space within commercial and all that yeah uh dude debt's expensive like if people are jacking up purchase prices and paying more and more for a property because they're missing this giant expense, which is debt, um, it makes it harder and harder to keep paying those same prices when the price of debt skyrockets. So there are a lot of people that are just hitting pause and waiting for a year to see if debt will come back down, right? Or they're waiting right now to see just how low it's going to push prices if less people are making offers. And if debt remains effectively in the commercial rights right space right now, you've got debt of about six and a half percent. A lot of people will annihilate me for saying that, but it's, it's plus or minus six and a half percent. And that's crazy compared to the three and a half that we were just at. It's making, wow. it has huge repercussions. Wow. That's wild. But like all these properties that we're looking at are 97, 98% occupied. Like they still, you know, when you look at the median income, you there's kind of a rule of thumb that people are willing to go up to a third of their paycheck. And right now we've got properties that are 98% full 
and the tenant base is only burning up 20 to 24% of their paycheck. So there's a huge amount of demand for the supply that's out there. Yeah. And a lot, a lot of room for forced appreciation there, huh? Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. That's awesome, dude. All right. Hey, and other news here, dude, shifting gears a little bit. Um, I don't know if you've been, I don't know if you've been, uh, tracking this on Reddit, but, uh, uh, some, someone has set up an inverse Jim Cramer ETF and uh, (laughs) they post every day on Twitter. It's, uh, the handle is, the hand or the the Twitter title is inverse Kramer ETF and then in parentheses not Jim Kramer and basically <laughs> they've been going since like June first and um, all they do is do the opposite of what uh, Jim Kramer suggests and the the uh, the uh, ETF is currently beating the S and P by like a little over seven percent which is no. pretty hilarious. Yeah. How long has this existed? Do you know? Uh, you know what? I'm reading this. I'm looking at an article right now. They have screenshots from back in early June. I think it has. I think it's been going longer than that. But uh, still, pretty damn funny, dude. That is you, that is amazing. I honestly can't. I, you know, you'll see it on a forum or someone will say we, we you just need to short what Kramer does, but to see that live and and be a real. Uh, a real tradable uh, commodity, like it's nuts. Yeah. Also, they have a website, inversekrameretf.com. And uh, yeah, it's pretty funny. It's like pretty much everything this podcast stands for. And I love the their uh, profile picture. It's literally Jim Cramer upside down with uh, the Wall Street Bets guy, like sunglasses over his eyes. And it's, oh my it's, gosh. Uh, it's pretty hilarious. Yeah, you could follow. They have a free weekly newsletter. You could follow them on Twitter, Instagram, and uh, it's it's pretty hilarious, man. Um, I mean, at this, I'm sure, like you know, as as a dude who's been in that world forever, like Jim Cramer has rubbed you know elbows with you know probably the the biggest and uh, most powerful guys on Wall Street, right? But like at this point, he's just he's like, I mean, how, how long can his body hold up, dude? I feel like he's like a He's like a one of the guys in the Rolling Stones, man. He's just like he's he's subsisted on nothing but like Jack Daniels and and like cocaine for like the better part of like four decades now. I mean, he's in his seventies, I think, right? Like, how much longer can he go? Is is and is he just like a senile old guy out there, just you know, shouting out the clouds now? I like, I, I don't know, man. I don't. I, and obviously, like, you know, his the the ETF, you know, doing the exact opposite of what he says is, uh, you know, successful and has gained quite an online following. So, um, you know, might be, might be time to, uh, might be time for them to put the old Jim Cramer out to pasture, dude. They'll make him drive out to long Island and never return to Manhattan. (laughs) Hey, sorry. They, uh, sorry. The, the bridge, uh, the bridge collapsed. (laughs) here's a a mountain of cocaine i mean more seriously he he got annihilated for a long time for for promoting the market and saying it was a great time to invest just before the great financial crisis i mean people were all over him and he has taken he took serious heat for promoting um multiple multiple banking companies including like wachovia he was promoting wachovia within like seven days of the crash starting i mean Look, he's an entertainer. Like that is what he does. He understands the game. He's been on Wall Street, but 
he's a promoter and an entertainer and he does this for for cable tv right and that's something everyone needs to keep their eye on i think uh, i mean i followed him he's he seems to be a stand-up guy for all intents and purposes he's got his own charity which is what uh, i think all if not the bulk of his trading profits go to he basically trades on behalf of a charity i think he and his own portfolio is much more stabilized he's not even really uh trading most of his suggestions on his own behalf uh, i'm pretty sure i've it's been a while since I've dived into Jim Cramer, but I'm pretty sure that that holds up. What I just said holds up today. But um, yeah, I mean, what a weird, interesting position to be in. You're kind of like a who's who in terms of everyone knowing who you are because of your show, but you're not exactly, you're not in the office. You're not sitting next to the Goldman guys every day talking about this and that. You're kind of like taking their word of mouth and they're coming to you with promotion. You know, like you have to pay to get on that show, just like you have to be pay to get on Fox and pay to get on rachel maddow show like people are paying to talk oh. about their company and the people who come on have an agenda that you know there there's definitely a uh, there's an agency issue there you know because they they are not beholden to the viewer at all yeah yeah um, Look, i do it makes me curious travis i wonder at what point your name is big enough like mark cuban and you can just get on these shows because they want you oh yeah sure i mean he's a brand jim kramer's a brand yeah yeah, but at what uh, point can can Travis McBride get on and promote Buddha Buddha equities without having to pay for it? You know what I'm saying? Like I wonder. I wonder how these uh, entertainment entertainment reporters like figure out at what point you have to pay them rather than them paying you, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I don't know. But uh, hey, let's let's talk about Best Buy or sorry, not Best Buy, Bed Bath and Beyond BBY here. So uh, for anybody who hasn't been paying attention, year to date, Best Buy is down nearly fifteen percent. However, in the last month, it is up almost a hundred and sixty percent, up from just under five dollars to today. It was uh, up today. Alone, it was up 21% and closed at $12.96. What I mean, obviously, Bed Bath & Beyond, we, uh, we had t- uh, t- uh, touched on them in a previous podcast where they're like turning off their AC, they, uh, you know, to save, to, you know, save money. And uh, they've discontinued making some of their own products, their own product line. Um, obviously, the company is circling the drain here which, um, of course, attracted a bunch of short interest. However, uh, the meme stonkers got wind of that and have just been piling money into this thing to try and screw these shorts. And the stock has exploded in the past, uh, the past couple weeks here. Brad, Monday, puts or calls? Are you, which one are you buying? Dude, I... You're coming at me with something I've not been tracking at all. I think I'm going. I think I'm going pure calls, baby. Look at this Are momentum. You? Look at this know, chart. It's, it's crazy. Holy shit! Give me a second here. Since the beginning of August, since basically August fourth, maybe August third, arguably, we've been on a tear. Holy snap! So we've doubled up. Since August 4th, the stock price has doubled in eight days. That means five, six trading days it's doubled up. Dude, um, 
I'm going calls. Let's ride the bull. Are you? I mean, but and here's here's the here's the dilemma again. Same thing with like GameStop, right? Like, you know, are you going to obviously the stock based off of uh, fundamentals should not be trading where it is, but the the madness of Wall Street bets piling into this thing, you know, how, how long can that last? You know, and are are we going to draw parallels between this and AMC and BlackBerry and uh, you're, you're getting uh, all GameStop? You know, it's what are up four percent. What are we to do with this? Hours. I know, I know. That's that's important, um, dude. Let's. Uh, what's the IV play here? Well, How do we benefit from the volatility? What are you setting up for? I don't know. Let me let me pull up the option chain here. That's um, the real call. Because, Travis, I want to know what your IV trade is so we can get into a nice, good, safe play where we've, you know, bordered things off on both ends and we don't have just, uh, you know, complete losses on our hands. And then I'm going to ignore all of your fucking advice and go straight to out of the money calls that expire in seven days <laughs> so I can get freaking rich, baby. <laughs> yeah, dude. Oh, shit. I mean... I, you know, I, I studied the IV of GameStop and how, you know, it was so volatile that, um, that like, you know, during its, during its run that like some of the, you know, some of the, some of the stuff people were posting on, uh, on wall street bets was like, Hey, how come my calls are worth less now, even though, even though, you know, it's currently trading closer to the strike price than when I bought them. And, um, you know, just the way IV works in such a volatile, unpredictable environment um, is something that you can't really quantify. And I, I and so, like, you know, obviously, the if you bought calls, you know, those calls should be worth more as as the price gets closer and closer to your strike. But that wasn't necessarily the case. And same with buying puts. You know, sometimes the price would collapse. But the puts, the you know, and even though the uh, uh, even though the uh, current trading price would be closer to the strike price, IV collapse would you'd still be down on the trade, you know. And there's people who are losing, obviously, you know, their entire life savings on these on these trades. So really, I think the play is just it's it's a gamble. Do what you think is going to be fun, and don't risk more than you're willing to lose. When did you hear about this Bed Bath and Beyond rocket ship? Today uh, or like? No, no, no. I've been I've been watching it for a couple, like probably a few days now, probably since like Monday. And each and every day, I'm like, oh, I should have bought calls. And then I come back and it's like up fucking, you know, twenty percent the next day. I'm like, God damn it, why didn't I buy calls? Um, but Travis, you know, this is this is. I know it's doubled up already. I get it. It's already doubled up. This is the beginning. Do you think so? I, you, I'm getting that tingly hair on my, hair on my uh, forearms feeling right now. We're it, we've gone from up three percent to up six and a half percent in the after hours right now. Wall Street bets is going to pour into this bitch for the next two weeks. I, I think so. I, I really do. I really do think so. Um, let's look at the volume here. So I'm looking at the volume over the last two weeks. Monday's going to be um, insane. Because everyone's going to be reading Reddit over the weekend, and on Monday they're going to be placing their bets. Monday morning's going to be stupid. All right. So, what do you think? We buy calls Monday morning, right at market open. 
I'm super mad that we didn't talk about this 24 hours ago, but yeah, I would. Yeah. I mean, with the exception of what day was that? So I'm looking at the, I'm looking at the volume on the eighth, you know, it had an, an, a huge spike initially to just under, uh, uh, sorry, just over 11 bucks, uh, came back down again, went back up and, um, kind of yeah. formed this bull pennant type of, uh, uh, type of, sh- uh, uh, shape here and just pretty much exploded again to, uh, at one point it hit 1428 today. Um, and God, man, yeah, I wish we would have got into it too. Um, but I don't, I, like I said, dude, I think this is just the beginning and you know, there was a lot of GameStop and AMC exhaustion and those, this this thing, AMC both went up today as well. Well, maybe not AMC so much, but they've had interesting week. Yeah, I definitely think uh, the Reddit crew is going to continue to pile into this. Uh, I, I I saw short interest is, is piling into this as well, um, but it's it's a battle. This is uh, Bed Bath and Beyond is the new battleground, <laughs> and um, <laughs> and uh, you know if you want to wet the beak, I, which I suggest you do because it's so much freaking fun. Oh, yeah. It might be worth well, you know it, it would be worth it to lose a few hundred bucks just to say you're part of it. That's kind of how I looked at GameStop. <laughs> or that's, that's, oh, how just, that's how I justified losing a shitload of money in GameStop, at least. <laughs> Take another swig of that beer. Yeah, I'll be like, I'll you know, have the grandkids sitting on my knee one day telling them about the, uh, you know, the battle I fought there. But uh, This is absolutely my least favorite part of paying attention to commercial real estate. We're steady predictable returns are an everyday feature in your portfolio. <laughs> like I bet I'm sitting here all day talking about that stuff, paying attention to that. Meanwhile, freaking 23 year olds are just ripping it on bed, bath and beyond options. God. Yeah. Um, it's pretty wild. Also, um, Oh, to be 22 were... with an ensign loan again, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh dude. Yeah. Would have been nice. Um, yeah, I think I'm going to buy some calls on this on Monday. Let's check out the uh, let's check Wise out the option, choice. the option chain right now. So uh, the next round, seven days out, um, uh, the August nineteenth, twenty twenty two calls. I mean, still relatively cheap uh, in my estimation. Um, IV rank is above ninety. IV is three hundred and three percent. But. I would sell some calls. You know, I'd buy the buy the 13 or 14 strike and sell the 18 strike or something like that. Make it make it a little bit more palatable when you have that that dip for the next 48 to 96 hours right after you buy, which seems to just be indicative of the fact that I bought options. It's like, oh, he's in. Let's go down. Let's go down. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Got you, exactly. bitch. <laughs> yeah, I mean, okay, so looking at you could sell the fourteen, um, the fourteen dollar strike for one. Or sorry, you can buy the fourteen dollar strike for one eighty, and you could sell like the eighteen dollar strike for for about a a dollar and five cents. I mean, I don't know. You really think a vertical? I feel like if you're gonna get into this, like a vertical call spread, unless you're just going to go for pure IV collapse, 
is like not very much fun. <laughs> like, let's just buy calls, dude. <laughs> all right. Yeah. All right. Fuck it. No, I do. I do because this is like, all right. If you're looking at a sub 30 day time frame, I like the vertical spread because like I said, if, I mean, if you're right, if the next 96 hours or so, the next four or five trading days, it rips in your favor, great. It ripped in your favor, and I get it. You capped your upside. It is what it is. If the next four or five trading days happen to be the flat and down days, it is damn nice to have 20% of the costs pocketed back in your back in your you know cashed out trading account to cover down on that the 96 hours you effectively lost. I mean, even if you cash out the trade, like, fine. I'd much rather play that game, you know, and then just re-enter the trade next week. Yeah, and, you know, looking at it, right, um, yeah, for, so if you're, if you're buying the $14 strike and selling the $19 strike, your max loss is 92 bucks, and your max profit's $408. Um, oh, my yeah. God, let's do it. Yeah, that seems do it. pretty cool. Uh, on the flip side, so on the flip side, not on buying the... an up leg will make you a fucking millionaire <laughs> <So>. <laughs> or homeless. Uh, yeah. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I think the only way to do it really is to just buy some calls and, and you know just watch the game, dude. It's just like betting on sports, man. Um, oh. Speaking of betting on sports, I've got like three or four minutes and then I got to get out of here. But this ties into our outro, okay? I went to opening day at Del Mar, the sport, the racetrack out here in in San Diego, right? Nice. And opening day was fun. It's definitely a vibe. Everyone's all dressed up. Every chick has like fake boobs and fake lips. It's ridiculous. And they have an app so that you don't even have to go up to the counter and bet. So a bunch of people downloaded the app and they're betting on horses through this particular app. I I did not use the app or whatever, but I'm still in the group chat with the people who went together. And just today, one of the guys is like, Hey, am I the only person still betting on ponies while I'm at work? And all of us were like, wait, what the fuck? You just like went to opening day. I'd really never, I don't think he'd really bet bet on sports or horses before and now he's just like betting on random horses from his desk i'm like oh jeez dude oh uh, yeah what i mean you know he's just like a he was just like a degenerate waiting waiting for his time you know he was just like a, a degenerate in hibernation who had didn't realize it you know and um the the best is when you go to like you know, you go to the sports book that, you know, the one, one or two times you're in like Tahoe or Vegas. And there's like just yeah. that sad old guy betting on ponies or like, you know, even worse, like betting on the, like, you know, the freaking races where they're like dragging like a small, like the little chariot behind him that like no one watches. And <laughs> he's just like screaming at the screen. And it's just like, <laughs> Oh my God. He's betting on WNBA games. Yeah. <laughs> oh, geez. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> pretty boring there um yeah, yeah, yeah. uh but yeah dude hey also uh, you know obviously it wasn't just best buy like you said uh GameStop got a little tailwind um but um i don't know if you've checked out this space yet uh brad but um have you heard of aam or uam these are not ticker symbols uh no, stands, 
stands for Advanced Air Mobility or Urban Air Mobility. Um, this space got a huge freaking tailwind recently. If you don't know, um, there are all these, all these, all these companies that are banking on the the next aviation revolution, which is going to serve the you know very underserved regional market, regional to like local market via aviation, leveraging like AI, brand new aviation tech. And um, and uh, uh, brand new battery tech. So they're going to have all these EV tall and ES tall. So like electric vertical takeoff and lift aircraft and electric short mm. takeoff and lift aircraft. And you know, basically where they're where they all say they're going is it's it's going to be an unmanned, you know, computer programmed flight path that you can take. Um, you know, from one side of the city to the other, and it's going to be comparable in price to an Uber. And um, gotcha. yeah, so we've got a couple different companies. Uh, Joby, which has uh, rocketed, it was up, um, uh, you know, six and uh, you know, six point three three percent today. Uh, Joby Eve is another one. Um, Archer. Archer is a eVTOL ACHR. I've been following them for about two years. Yeah, I have a, I have a, uh, some, some of that stock as well. That was up over 3%. Uh, Lilium is another one. That's a, a European-based one. They just like signed a contract with uh, Norway because of like the fjord system and or you know not the system but you know the, just the landscape it's extremely difficult to get from like place to pl- place to place you know city to city in norway um so yeah kind of a cool space to watch out for but uh you know i hope it works out man um yeah lilium was up over seven percent today again i've been watching these guys all week too and every day i've been going i've been watching I'm like god i should get in i should get in i should get in and I haven't pulled the trigger, uh, but probably should have. Um, none of them are making any money, by the way. But uh, right, you know, we'll see what the, we'll see what the future holds. Pretty cool stuff. Naturally, why would anything we invest in be making any money? Right, right. If they're already making money, then your upside's limited. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, <laughs> but what else you got for us, dude? That's about it for me, man. Um, got a big weekend of scrounging up dollars and trying to follow up with 10 or 20 people uh, who want to buy a piece of Texas real estate. And uh, I'm going to a Revolution concert on Saturday night. Uh, Revolution? Revolution, bro. Oh, shoot, man. I, I went to yeah. a Revolution concert back in college. They're 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 good. I feel like the lead singer though. You're not going to be able to like not hear this once I. Do you want me to ruin Revolution for you right now or no? Uh, all right, just do it. Just do okay. It. The lead singer, dude. Every single song is like, "Hey, we're going all right. Yeah, okay." Its voice sounds the exact same in every song, dude. Yeah, hey, I'm yeah. drinking my beer. Oh yeah. Singing safe and sound. Let me know why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's, all right. that's enough. But no, no, they're 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 pretty good. They're out of Santa Barbara. That's going to be a good time. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. 
but where are they playing at? Chula Vista. Oh, heck yeah. All right, right down yeah, the street. There's an amphitheater. Just you and uh, the wifey? Yeah. Nice, dude. That'll be fun. Yeah, Alex cool. is at a uh, she's at a bachelorette right now, so it's just uh, me bat me uh, bacheloring it up for the weekend, dude. I don't know what I'm gonna do. Dang, dude. Well, don't don't place too many trades. Yeah, I won't. I don't. I, I I'm scared of futures right now, so I don't I don't do that yet. All right, man. All right, well, uh, happy Friday. Yeah, I will. Uh, I'll catch you later, dude. Good catching up. See you, brother. Later.